Halo semuanya, welcome back to Podcast Mantul, an official podcast brought to you by Permias MSU where we discuss the opinions, thoughts, and perspectives of the Indonesian community here in East Lansing. I will be your lead host, Andika Diamtoro, and I am joined here by three of my fellow co-hosts, Mas Fahmi, Batika, and Febri. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, it's a fantastic weekend. Batika and Febri, how are you guys doing today? Well, I'm doing good. It's been a productive morning, so that's good. All right. Awesome. So, cool, cool. So basically, in this in the second episode, we are going to talk about um, a, another significant date in the Indonesian calendar, which is mm-hmm. Hari Sumpah Pemuda. The and we're taping this podcast uh, early, and it's going to air on Hari Sumpah Pemuda on the 28th of October. And just for the audience to know, we are doing this virtually uh, through Zoom uh, in contrast to the first episode where we recorded it in person. But now we're doing it through Zoom to bring you guys, you know, a different sort of method to uh, share perspectives and thoughts about, you know, certain topics that are popular within our Indonesian community. And I would like to start this um episode off by giving a brief summary of Hari Sumpah Pemuda, which is that uh, the Youth Pledge or Sumpah Pemuda was a declaration made on October 28, 1928, 92 years ago, ladies and gentlemen, by young nationalists in the Second Indonesian uh, Youth Congress. And they proclaim three ideals, which is one motherland, one nation, and one language, which is Bahasa Indonesia. And that date in particular is very, very, you know, commonly celebrated among the Indonesian youth community itself. And I would like to, you know, get your thoughts, uh, you guys, on how um, you would, how you think about the youth today. Because we, personally, myself, I recognize, uh, you know, our young generation today can shape up our society uh, and our community for decades to come. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Or what are your personal thoughts on, on you know, youth itself? Who would like to start? Well, I'll start. <laughs> so I think youth, uh, youth nowadays are very brave. And I think youth nowadays are very active and also very motivated. Um, not saying that youth back then aren't, but now it's just more and you can see more of that. And how about my other two co-hosts, Feb- February Maswami? Like, what are your thoughts about uh, you know you, you young people and youth today? Because you know they're uh, very you know active, as Batika said, in within our motivated within our society. Uh, what are your thoughts, guys? Okay, um, I will extend um, Batika's points of view. Um, for me, there are couple things that I noted from um, the Indonesian youth right now. So first things first, it's about um, they're being better educated um, for 
the youth right now because going back to like the parents' generation when they were struggling about the education. So then the parents um, learn from what they experienced before. So then um, more parents right now invest um, their children education. So I believe that youth, Indonesian youth right now have better um, facilities um, to education. The second is about the impact of social media, which right now um, we are experiencing the advancement of technology, which um, give us better opportunity to interact, especially through social media. And it's really well utilized by the youth. If you can see right now, like for example, in Twitter, there are a lot of um, trending worldwide that actually is made by the youth movements. Like they see something um, around their um, around their place or around this country, and then they made the hashtag, and it becomes um, popular and trending. And people will see like what's happening right now. They made a lot of virtual um, trends in the world right now, especially Indonesia is one of the huge population of internet um, user, and then. Because of this social media, there are a lot of movements that the youth um, create, and then social media bridges them to do a lot more collaboration in terms of getting uh, more attention and attract more people to get involved in their acts. And then the fourth, if I can say, like they're more innovative and creative. If you can see, like there are a lot of more um, competition related to. Um, innovation or inventions that you join and then they create more um, like create more awareness to this um, to the community about the current issues and how they um, try to solve those problems and there are a lot of creative and innovative ideas from the youth right now so I think like yeah now Indonesian youth has um, like brighter opportunity and future to drive um, where the country should go. So yeah, and I completely completely agree with that because that backs up, you know, exactly what I uh, uh, feel about youth. Because which is they shape the generations to come, you know, for decades. Even uh, their impact on society, you know, will leave a legacy for you know uh, a long time to come. And uh, how about you, Fabri? Like uh, you, um, how what are your thoughts about you know? how you view uh, youth. I really agree with Mapika and Masfami's points. Um, I also want to also like bring in to the table how youth in Indonesia nowadays, we're very aware of the situations going on around us, whether that be um, like some environmental things, um, some you know some other sensitive topics such as like politics or maybe about the lgbtq community and you know in indonesia we know that the lgbtq community is not really how do you say like accepted i don't know mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean the youth nowadays in indonesia we like with the use of social media too what asfami said um we we tend to like you know bring awareness not only to our youth but also maybe to our younger generation or maybe even to our older generation because 
sometimes the older generation are just kind of like, you know, on the side, they're like, oh, it's happening, you know, like in the youth, like happening. But nowadays I see um, how like the youth is bringing more like big awareness. And so like, sometimes I see my parents like, hey, what is happening, you know, in your generation right now? And then I would just tell them and it'll be really nice to have a conversation with my parents about things that are happening right now. So keep up the good work, guys. What's interesting about uh, what you said, February, is that I, when you pointed out that, you know, young people are basically aware of what's going on, they keep up with what's going on. And the fact that now we are, you know, most of our world nowadays revolves on uh, social media, which is how most people access their information. And the interesting thing about, or the most obvious thing about social media is that, you know, word spreads really, really quick nowadays, you know, in comparison to uh, back the old times where, you know, um, when thing or most of the information that you get was, you know, through a newspaper, you communicate with, Males and other, um, you know, old generation tech that existed back in the day, and also uh, I want to um, address. Uh, I think it was you, Febri, who said that you know young people are very, very interested and very into like certain topics that have an impact or as a footprint on society today, like for example, climate change, politics, and other social issues, even as you said, LGBTQ rights, which is, you know, um, a, a progressive or modern thought nowadays. And um, that brings me to the fact that in Indonesia, there are a lot of, you know, famous young people, or even just young people in general, um, who, you know, create uh, stuff that are really, really impactful to the society, like, we see young people, you know, uh, open businesses, they lead organizations that, you know, support a common cause, or even just uh, creating movements, because as um, in social media, now there are these features, called, this feature called hashtag, and, you know, basically movements are inscribed uh, in those hashtags, and in particular, uh, these young people do these things because, you know, they're passionate about it. And as Matika said, they're, they're motivated. They believe in what they do and they want what they do, you know, to produce good to the people around them. And I just want to ask you guys, you know, how do you view these young people who make certain contributions? Because, you know, the old, the kind of old school thought about it is, you know, you know, these people are young. What do they know? And, you know, now it's more young people are getting involved. And most importantly, I think, from the strand of young people contributing to the country or, you know, to the society, in fact, you know, is they make connections, which is very, 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 very vital. I can't stress it, you know, very, very vital in terms of moving society and the country forward. Now, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on how you view these young people who give back to the community. Who would like to start? Okay, let me start. Um, okay, so back to my um, previous uh, point that um, right now the youth has more, uh, the youth 
have more access um, to information, which is really, um, really important for them to see like what's happening around. Um, for me, it, uh, for me myself, I also involved in um, these particular um, things like the youth trying to give back to the community. So maybe I can just tell my um, personal story about that um, back to my undergrad um, study because I, um, I got my bachelor in Indonesia. So like in um, the culture of um, university, we are mandatory to do um, community service as well um, as part of um, the education and then we are we were familiar with um, the student organization so back to my um, campus life um, I initiated several um, student organizations um, in my university um, such as I can say um, Sobat Bumi or Friends of the Earth and then joined a student executive board and also badminton club because I'm so in love with badminton as a sport itself so then, for example, um, Sobat Bumi or Friends of the Earth, we focus on environmental conservation issue and also promote um, the green lifestyle to the students and like basically to the community um, in Sumbawa. At that moment, we, ha we had two focuses. The first is about um, Binong tree plantation. So Binong tree or, um, I forget the name of the biological term, uh, Tetramelis nudiflora, I think that's the biological name. So this tree is a place where the giant honeybee build their honeycomb and then produce um, the forest honey because in Sumbawa, we don't have um, honeybee species that we can um, farm. So then if um, the honey farmers want to um, harvest the honey, they have to go deep inside the forest and then find um, the honeycomb by themselves and then just climb the tree and get the honey. So that's how um, people in Sumbawa are farming the, um, the honeybee. But this tree grows so slow, like it, it, it can take like um, 30 to 50 years for the tree to get, uh, to grow bigger and be ready um, to provide place for honeybee to build their honeycomb. So because of that, we need to, um, we need to do like um, more serious um, treatment to the tree. So then we can provide the sustainability of this tree in the forest. So then we can also um, provide the sustainability for the um, Sumbawa forest honey itself. And the second one is the coral reef conservation because Sumbawa is located in the coral triangle, which has the largest um, coral diversity in the world. So we um, try to help the community to uh, maintain the sustainability of the coral reef itself. And also we provided um, such as coral reef library for the students in the coastal area so they can know and identify um, what kind of coral reef species that exist in their, um, in their home area so then they can help also to um, to protect the sustainability because coral reef is really important to, to maintain um, the fish population itself which is really important for the islanders like um, the Sumbawanese. So those are kind of things that um, I did and it's still um, well maintained until now. Um, the Friends of the Earth still uh, um, being active with larger uh, members so yeah I can say I'm proud of 
um, my organization with the youth in Sumbawa because we still can maintain this while you know pursuing a, a higher education as well. That's very interesting because from what you explained there, uh, I'm already learning so much. Uh, well, basically, a, a, an underlying concept of you know the coral reef and how environment uh, the environment in your home region of Sumbawa Sea, and that brings back to my point of uh, you know bridging a connection to educational value and a common cause. And um, I want to you know get the thoughts of my other two co-hosts about, you know, what do you feel about um, these famous young, these Indonesians or these young people who give back to their community? Well, I think it's amazing. And, you know, we talked about how youth are motivated, right? And it's, it's great to see, like, for example, Fahmi's own experience like he actually um organized uh, a number of organizations with a particular goal in mind right and you gather people within the same goal that's amazing but it's also important to remember for other youth that don't actually have the resources mm -hmm. to do this and you know in a big scale that every movement that you want to do or an organization or whatever idea you have in mind, it doesn't need to be world-changing. It can start by putting people together with the same interests as you. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like super huge and you just don't know where to start. It can just start very little, um, you know, just have people that the same interests as you, put them together. And then when you have the right people, then you can make the changes that you'd like to see. You know, even though it's it's a long way, but you know, like you have you just have to start. And that's the hardest part of it to start. Um, but if you know that there is a need for this particular topic, go for it, you know, and don't be scared. So um Again, it's important to just start because, you know, even though you don't have the resources that you're going to need, when you gather those people, the right people, you're going to find these resources together. So don't be scared to start. I think the, the gist of what you said is the foundation is important because, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the social climate nowadays, you know, things are very competitive or things can get competitive. And, um, you know, having to start something or the right method or right mindset to start something, you know, it's, it's, it lays a very vital a step, you know, in moving a cause or supporting a common cause forward. And how, uh, how about Fabria? How, how would you think about, you know, how these young Indonesians or young people, you know, who contribute to the society are, you know, how do you view them? For me, oh my goodness, they're really great. Um, I think for me personally, I don't think I would be able to, you know, um, do something like that. But I have a friend. Um, she's my best friend. She's one of my best friends. Her name is Faye Simanjuntak. So shout out to you, girly. <laughs> 
Um, so in 2013, she made um, an organization. It's called Rumah Fe. Mm-hmm. Um, her organization aims to um, protect, um, like, um, how do you say it? Like, um, sex traffic people? I'm not. I'm not sure how to like describe it, but um, she saves them, and then she has like a program. So she would take these girls, and she would like have a program to re-educate them and put them in like a safe house, and um, really just change the entire like mindset that you know those people also matter. Like they need a second chance in life you know to rebuild their life to give back and contribute back to the community and she started that organization in 2013 and um she told me how it, you know she started really small um she asked her mom and then you know just sometimes and she told me like sometimes it failed you know she tried to go on um communities and then try to like spread the word about uh, her, her organization and then even like um when she tried to do that, some adults will, would tell, tell her, like, you're a kid, you know, you can't really, like, do this. Like, what is your organization? It's not going to grow and um, be big and all that. But after, like, seven years, man, um, her organi- organization got really big. And she landed herself in um, Indonesia's Forbes 30 under 30 here. That's an amazing achievement. That's a really amazing achievement. I was so um, impressed with her. I was so proud that, you know, all her hard work when she was only 11 or 12, she started that organization when she was a kid, a young kid. And, you know, props to her. She continued and kept that fighting spirit until now. And, yeah, and, you know, she's been, like, talking and spreading the word about it and, for me personally, I don't think I could do that. So, and a lot of um, a lot of my friends um, also like open small businesses. Um, this one group of my uh, friend is uh, they they opened up like a art and perspective magazine or zine, and it's crazy because like what Matika said, um, it's hard to gather people who has the same interest as you, right? And you know, like doing that for first step is so hard, but my friends like just did that. I'm like so impressed with them. And now they have like their own small business and yeah, keep fighting guys. So <laughs> basically based on, you know, your, your, your friend Faye being on Forbes under 30 for Indonesia, you know, it, it just imp- it implies that, you know, hard work pays dividends. And also, um, you know, I take that and as an as an inspiration for everybody because you know who would know a young kid such as her would you know build an organization that gives essentially gives people a second chance yes um because you know as they as the saying goes uh second chances don't come often and she gave those second chances and really you know have an impact on uh, who she supports in the organization and basically an impact on, you know, people around her to go and say, you know, that's an amazing thing you did. Yeah. But I want to also highlight uh, one really, really important thing from 
your explanation there for everybody is that um, as we know uh, today, uh, and as I previously said before, you know, the world is changing at a rapid pace. The, the social climate, uh, and if I may say so myself, the economic climate is very competitive nowadays. And I also, from Perry's explanation, you know, um, she said that, you know, um, when she talked about uh, her best friend, Faye, that, um, you know, she gets told, you know, she's a kid and, you know, who, who are you to do this space initially? Mm -hmm. And that example alone is, in my opinion, one of the, the, the challenges that young people face today. You know, is to get told by other people that you know what? Who are you? What are you doing? You know, you're just a kid. You 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 don't you don't know better than any of us do. And also, aside from that, you know, they get told that um, you know, at in common methods through social media, you know, uh, what are you doing? You know, you're, you this is not gonna work. Uh, initially, they get told, you know, it's not gonna work, and. That has a domino effect, in particularly towards, you know, their, I, I would use the word mental health, should I say, because, you know, some subconsciously these things, you know, these words from others from the outside, you know, can you know, bring you down. And I want to ask uh, my fellow co-hosts here, what are their thoughts about how, what are the challenges that young people are facing today? Because one example that really stands out for me is opposition just the basic underlying idea of opposition. As I previously uh, state, uh, gave you know, a simple explanation uh, before. Uh, what are your thoughts on the challenges that young people face today who would like to start? Um, okay, I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, could, could you repeat the question again? Uh, what are the challenges, you know, that young people face today? And as I said, you know, one of the examples is ba the basic underlying idea of opposition in various forms. I think the setback or the drawback I experienced as a youth is, um, you know, some older people would tell me that you're just a kid again and um i don't know like sometimes um their words what you know whatever people say sometimes like you're just you know you're just a normal girl like ordinary you can't do this you can do that is you know kinds of like plays a role in letting down myself um and not keeping up my fighting spirit and yeah it's it's just sad sometimes. <laughs> like whenever I hear those words, I'm like, oh dang, am I really just, um, you know, like I'm trying to build something for the community, like contribute, but some people would tell me, or, you know, I've heard people uh, tell us, the youth, like, you're, you know, you're just, you know, your actions are insignificant or what are you guys doing? Like you guys are just, you know, voicing out your uh, opinions, but there's no, point in it and then sometimes I just read that again I'm like dang are you serious like why you look at us like that um like we're the youth right now we're trying to build a community a world for art for us 
know and then some people like the older generation sometimes they're like pointing their fingers at us I'm like no we're building it for us and our you know other generations that are coming so yeah I think that's one of the drawbacks that I've seen recently because essentially if I may interpret it you know what you said there is you know confidence can get a really hard beating in situations yeah. like that because you know it's easy to think that when you get hit like that quote unquote you know you think to yourself oh, what, what am i doing this for will this work you, you start the questions in your mind start hitting your brain all at once you start questioning yourself too right exactly and i think matika you were going to uh, respond to um february's explanation Yeah, it's very disheartening, isn't it? So when you're trying to do something good for the community and then you get discouraged, that's very disheartening. And um, I think part of it, it's because there's a lot of um, resistance to change in our community. Um, the old ways are working and why should we reinvent the wheel? right? That's a lot more work. It doesn't make sense. Like, and you're telling me that I did something wrong as someone who's older than you. Um, so there's a lot of that, but I know it's getting better. It's getting better, but there's still more work to be done. There's always room for improvement. And um, I think there's also a need for mentors out there for youth because our youth are very creative. That's for sure. But one of the issue is that where's the mentorship in this? Yes, there's always access to information, right? Like you can Google things now and they're there. You can YouTube things now and they're there. There's a lot of TED Talks that they can listen to and whatnot. But they need a real life mentor. They need someone who can really guide and um, possibly who's been through the same path as them. So especially for first generation um, of someone who really wants to do this, right? And then um, they don't have someone to refer to, to ask questions. So this mentorship, I think is very crucial for youth, especially now. Seems like you're um, directing in the way you know how education in youth should be, you know, delivered should I say because you know sometimes you know uh, of course we understand that you know these young people you know they're eager to learn they're motivated you know they want to do something you know for a good change and good cause obviously but I think what you said there was pretty interesting because you know uh, sometimes they can be misleaded sometimes you know they need you know a sense of okay I need to be here what do I need to do what's the right way and you know those that correct mentorship or should I say guidance in the sense, you know, can really help them reach, you know, the end of the line, you know, can really reach, you know, uh, the goal that they initially set. And I want to turn to Maswa, I mean, how, how would you, you know, what would you think about the challenges facing youth today? Or could you, you know, uh, provide some examples yourself? Okay, um, I believe that One of the cases that's happening is about some, uh, I wouldn't say all, but like some elders 
still have their ego to say that I have the most experience um, in this life that yes, yes. they have they have gone through all the stage of life and they feel like oh yeah they my way still works the best because I have experienced everything previously um, than you the younger people so you have to follow my pathway in order to get successful in this life I think that's the the most lesson that I get so far from what's happening so because the elders have been in the comfort zone as Mbahatika said so they feel like there's nothing to change we have been well established in this situation so because of that they are trying to like just stay in, in their way and try to refuse any kind of changes I can say that maybe that's one of the um, one of the reasons that education is important maybe we can understand why that happened because the elders generation maybe they were lack of um, proper education like going to school um, just some people that got the, that access before but the others they should learn from their own experience so that's their main education source at that moment so maybe we need we need to understand about that so I really hope that with better education, especially for, um, let's say, our parents' generation, um, so then the elders can little by little change their mindset, especially for the change itself. I believe that we cannot avoid the change. We, we cannot even stop the change, but we have to adjust with the change itself, like to drive um, the society toward a better um, movement. So I believe, like, maybe start from now, like, from myself um, as well, like, we have to listen more and then give more chances um, to younger people to try the way they want to do something. It's not necessarily to be, oh, that's another thing that I think the elders, some of the elders don't want to see failure. They just want to see the result. It should be successful at all. But like life is not about a success story only. It's also about the failure. But failure is not something bad. Actually, we can learn, even learn better from the failure. Like we can see, okay, from this failure, what we can do and what we can change. I think it's something that also important um, to be remembered by the elders themselves for those who don't want to change and don't want to give opportunity to the youth to give it a try like life is a lesson a big lesson that um our world is not about the success story only but we have to accept and embrace the failure um toward a better change so yeah i think that's my per- perspective so far what's interesting about your explanation is that um you know now uh you touched the idea on you know how The, the elders, you know, keep telling, you know, th- that their way works and, you know, they're, they're stuck with that in a way. And the other thing that is very interesting about what you said is that, you know, um, it's good to embrace change. And because, you know, I, I cannot stress this shit time and time again that, you know, change is needed to move forward. It's an important part because as I keep saying, in this episode as well, the, the world moves fast. The social climate is changing, you know, within like that. 
within a snap, within a blink of an eye. And what she said also about, you know, the success stories and the failures and all of that. What's very interesting for me is that I see that as an opportunity for people, particularly young people who are experiencing or going through failures or tough times, you know, it's a good opportunity for them to learn about character. That's they shape who they are because, you know, as the saying goes, you learn from your mistakes and then you, it's easy to enjoy their success. And uh, I want to point uh, to you, Batika, about, you know, uh, since you are an educator yourself, um, I want to touch on uh, your opinions about uh, the education in youth today. Because, you know, young people today, especially during this time of the pandemic, that, you know, classes are online, uh, YouTube videos can be used as methods of, you know, accessing information and studying information and also because nowadays you know young people can also learn from different methods not just books because though as you as we know the old school way of doing that is through books but now they have you know very different sources they learn very different things and you know it uh, allows them to gain knowledge and i just want you know your your points of view on that also as an educator yourself Okay, so if I talk about this, it's going to be pretty long, but I'm going to try to make this as <laughs> as possible. Um, okay, so I have a really good source um, from United Nation, and I will quote on this, okay, it's from United Nations, is that knowledge and education are key factors to the full and effective participation of youth in the processes of social economic and political development. Increase attention to improving participation rates of young people, particularly marginalized youth, is needed to ensure that they acquire the knowledge, capacities, skill, and ethical values needed to fulfill their role as agents of development, good governance, social inclusion, tolerance, and peace. There is something that we always almost forgot is that there's a gender gap in education, even in youth, okay? This hinders youth development as a whole, okay? This damage, that part of it, a very integral part of it. And the characteristic of gender inequity in educations are lack of access to and availability of gender sensitive educational infrastructure, materials and training programs, as well as a high dropout rate among secondary school and age girls. Okay, so this is data from United Nations. So there is a good need that focused on universal and accessible education, uh, in particular quality education, human rights education and learning. There's also a need uh, an increased access to the complementary nature of vocational, formal, informal and non-formal education practice in a non-discriminatory manner, okay? Particularly for young women, okay? Um, because again, um, if I'm going to relate it to our country, we're a big country. We have 17,000 islands. Couldn't have said any better. Exactly, and like our education system, I know that we're trying our best, but it's still, very dispersed and it's just not, not everyone getting the same quality, you know, and, and that's very disheartening. 
okay? And these are actually the key for young people to be able to express their aspiration or challenges, fulfill their potential, and influence current and future social and economic condition and opportunities. So without these, you know, main thing, education, right? It's very hard for them to move forward. And I think this is where us as adults and the one that's quote unquote more experienced because I do not want to associate like the older you are, the more experience you got. I guess so, but have you learned from these experience? It really based off of that. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's just how much you learn from the experience you have gotten in your life, okay? So I want to stress on that. And um, so as the quote unquote adults, <laughs> um, we're gonna be the one who need to support. We're going to be the one who support these youth because again, youth is the future. You know, like they're going to be the one who will be sitting on your seats later on and even higher. So why, why discourage them? Like give them the proper and not just proper, but just give them what they need. And we know that they need information. We know that they need more stories to learn from. That mentorship, again, I cannot stress this enough because um, like I said, there's different types of education. It doesn't always have to be in school, right? You can get, you can learn from everything, from everyone, if you just see it like that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's like my two cents on this. I better stop talking. I better let all the other co-hosts to talk. But yeah, that's, that's what I have for that topic. But anyways, that, that in itself is already a good enough explanation because, you know, what I can understand from what you said is that young people want no less than a shot in life. That's the essential gist of what you, what you just said, if I can interpret that correctly. And also, uh, you know, as with regards, you know, Bilba, from our previous uh, conversations in this episode, you know, about opposition and, you know, um, that only leads to, you know, um, the young people today, you know, wanting to fight more. They want, uh, you know, uh, an opportunity, you know, to, uh, should I say, express themselves and provide a good impact for uh, the people around them. And I want to uh, get you guys, you know, to uh, listen to this uh, or allow me to, uh, provide, you know, uh, a quote that is um, being published by the World Economic Forum. They did a survey, uh, I believe it was 2019, uh, it was, or 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this, uh, it's a survey about what young people want out of their uh, countries, their governments, and, you know, within their leadership, uh, within, you know, their own respective nations. And this survey published a very interesting conclusion, and I'm going to quote it, that in this survey, that 55.9% of the respondents disagreed with the following statement. In my country, young people's views 
are considered before important decisions are being taken. So essentially what that entails is that uh, before a country decides on an important issue or an important uh, situation, young people's views are discarded. And I just you know, want to get your thoughts on that. Who would like to start? Okay. Um, wait, can I get just clarification once again about the, the statement? I think so, it's a bit. So basically, uh, there's a statement from the survey that says, uh, or, or I think this was a question from the survey, mm -hmm. uh, which is that in my country, young people's views are considered before important decisions are taken. That was the question that was the statement, an actual statement asked to the respondents of the survey. And 59, 55.9%, excuse me, are saying that they disagree with that. So basically, they, uh, they feel like young people's views are discarded um, within, before a country takes an important decision. I just want to get your thoughts on that. I see. Okay. Um... Back to my previous, um, my previous talent about the elders. Um, yeah, I think that's because, I don't know, is it part of culture of seniority? Like, um, because like the government or the parliament um, taught that youth opinion is not that super important because they're not being um, the main part of the policy itself so then they feel like oh yeah we don't we just don't need to um, hear about um, their opinions um, probably it's something that um, we need to improve um, from the government itself um, as the youth actually have um, potential um, like to change something in the country they have the power they have um, that spirit, they have the energy, um, basically. So I believe that um, that's something that the government should improve, like to give um, more ears, to be more open-minded to what the youth, um, what the youth thought. Um, I think like there is, yeah, there's some, there are some parts of um, countries that believe that youth is actually, um, trying to against the government. I think that's um, what the government want to stop firstly, like um, before they um, decide the policy to be um, implemented. So they try to, um, to try to shut um, the youth um, from, um, how can I say that? Uh, yeah, basically there is, there's, something to improve um, in relationship between the government with the youth. Like they have to try to give more trust to the youth that they actually not trying to um, disagree with, uh, with the government, but just they just try to, to help to improve that the policy that they try to make, like to get better, um, like better understand and to better reach out to the people itself. Because like eventually the policy is made for the people, not only for the government. Yeah, I think that's uh, my understanding. Um, probably the other cause can just correct something um, misleading from my, uh, my thoughts. 
think what I get from you, Fami, is that the importance to listen. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, don't just turn them away. We just try to listen with what they have to say. And, um, you know, you don't have to absolutely agree with them. It's okay. Disagreements are beautiful. But how do you express that disagreement, right? And what is your point? So it's, it's more beautiful if you can embrace the different perspectives of everything. That way you know what to do, right? If you just look at the one perspective that you have, Eh, not everyone has the same background as you, honey. And like, not everyone will understand where you're coming from. So I think, yeah, that importance to listen to every perspective because everyone has different experiences. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the one thing that for me, as I think I'm the oldest one as one of the co-hosts here, <laughs> to people my it. generation, <laughs> to people in my generation and older, maybe, yeah, we just listen, you know, let's, let's do more of the listening than the talking for a little bit. Oh, I remember something. That's why like God creates two ears and one mouth because we need to listen more. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very, very... Um, and that's a good way to think about it. And also to Batika's point about listening and perspectives, I have to say, you know, that's what one of the reasons why we do this podcast because we're we're providing perspectives on what we think as uh, people who represent the Indonesian community here in East Lansing. And since ESC is such a broad and very popular topic, where we're you know presenting our thoughts. And in addition to that. In my opinion, I also I feel like listen listening. Uh, excuse me, is also a very good part of learning, because uh, you know, yeah, learning you you write stuff, you talk, you share your experiences and so forth, but you know, listening it allows you know to to, to soak in, to absorb, to let what you know or what you hear you know sink in, and you know, uh, listening is an important part of you know considering decisions from others and um so i want to turn to uh february here you know what are your thoughts about um the statement that was in that survey which is that um respondents think that young people's views are not considered important or discarded yes so um i want to put like importance on how indonesia our country Um, we commemorate Selamat Hari Sumpah Pemuda, right? We commemorate yes. the youth. So, and um, next, my next point is to also like point out how um, the youth, we start to vote, right? Um, at the age of 17 or 18. And I voted my first time like last two years or whenever, yeah, last year or two years ago. And when I voted, I felt like, oh, um, my voice and my uh, my other friends, you know, the youth, the uh, newly voted, you know, all that are going to be heard. And it's just disheartening to know that our voice um, are not going to be considered for like future policies or what they're, you know, what they're cooking or brewing inside 
you know, that organization, I would say like government, right? And yeah, I mean, like, why would you uh, commemorate the youth if you don't, you know, if, okay, let me point, um, reverse. Why, why can't you listen to the youth, but you have this thing called Hari Sumpah Pemuda, right? Like, when you do that, when you commemorate the youth, that means that everyone, you know, not only the elders, but also, also the youth, we always have to listen to what the youth have to say, because we're, you know, we're someday we're going to take over your seats, right? We're going to be in your positions, like what Matika said, right? So I think Hari Sumpah Pemuda should be emphasized more to, for us, for our voice to be heard. Very interesting explanation. What a, what a good way to put it, you know, within the context of the celebration of, you know, Hari Sumpah Pemuda, because, you know, I feel like young people, in particular in our country, in our country Indonesia, that, you know, when young people want to, you know, provide them, you know, uh, do some such thing, such thing as like voting or, um, you know, doing something that contributes back to the community, they can be proud of themselves, you know, it installs pride, it installs confidence in them, and, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, this very ce uh, celebratory day, the 20th of October, is, you know, very, very important within our young community. And to close out the podcast, I want to uh, bring um, a final point to this podcast is that for the co-host, I want to uh, pose a question of, you know, how, what is the meaning of youth to you guys? I know I asked this earlier, but I want to follow an extension of that, which is how does that concept shape who you are right now because for me personally i think that you know young people youth uh in this sense is a time for learning you make mistakes uh you know you learn a lot about yourself uh, most importantly and about basically the world around you you go to school you meet friends uh you connect with them. your teachers in the past in fact you know also have a vital part in you know building you up not only in knowledge but in terms of the character aspect of yourself so that's what i feel uh feel about youth or my, what i thought about youth and shaped who i am today because you know from the past uh and also now because in my age i'm also considered so considered a, a young person at 21 years of age and uh, i'm still learning you know i'm um it only fuels my motivation to know more to question more and you know to observe as much knowledge as I can and to be as open as I can in terms of the way I think and the way I treat people. So I wanna ask you guys' thoughts on that. Probably Maswami would like to start. Okay. Uh for me, youth is about um being there to dream i believe like uh this life always has a goal to ourselves as um human being like whatever you want to be in the future but i believe that as a youth we need to be there to have our goal setting to dream something like because some 
I just read from some articles or just listen to um, some interviews or just um, from, uh, yeah, basically some interviews or read some articles like um, some children even don't really have um, something to dream in their life. They feel like, yeah, at least um, I can gain some, gain some money um, to live my life today and it's been enough. I feel so sad to listen about that um, while um, myself, like I'm having my own, um, my own thought about my life would be something. Uh, I have my own independence to dream something, but some people don't even have um, don't even have something to think about their future. So I believe like youth is always about um, having your passion and being confident to yourself, um, being um, uh, encourage yourself um, to achieve something that you want to be. And yeah, always learn um, from surrounding you. And it's important to find your role model. It's back to the mentorship system that Batik always talk um, um, for the entire um, conversation. It's really important to find a role model because it's gonna be your um, good example about how you can shape yourself because yeah, youth has really huge energy, but it still need to be controlled because huge energy without control, it's gonna be like out of the place um, basically. So um, for me, it's um, all about being a youth. So we have um, huge energy, we have um, sources. So being confident about ourselves, about our own, um, power, but it's still important to find a good role model to um, embody ourselves to, you know, go toward what our goals would be. Very good point. Um, Matika, um, would like to uh, point to you next. Uh, what are, how do, what are your um, a bit, uh, opinions, excuse me, on youth and, you know, how does it shape who you are today? Okay, well, I'll start with how my youth shaped who I am today. Um, when I was younger, I, I was very, very active in the disability field. And well, for me, it was a different case because I grew up um, within that community. And so it just embedded in me and that shapes who I am. Like that's what I'm studying right now. That's the population that I am advocating for right now. And, um, you know, but for some people, you know, youth is your time to explore, okay? Because this will affect you. Um, so for me, youth, for you guys, um, so explore, be open to learning new things, find what to like, and what is important to you. And it is important to know too that you don't have to figure everything out. Like this is not the time to figure everything out. Like I want to be this particularly when you're like 17. That's insane to me. <laughs> you, have, you have time to do that. It's okay to not figure everything out. But what I'm trying to say is that be open to possibilities and approach these possibilities with growth mindset, you know, because you will be the one 
who's going to run the system. So you need to know a lot of things. You need to figure out, you know, how specific things work, but you don't have to really like them. Like it's, it's helpful for you to know them, but, and it's okay if you don't like it in the end, um, there's always new things to consider. So, you know, and this is, I think, especially true for our country because um, in Indonesia, if you are going to go to university, you kind of have to have it figured out already. So that's pretty complicated, not really applicable, but high school is the time to do that. You know, middle school, start young, start when you're in elementary, ask questions. Um, the more questions you ask, the more you know. Um, and again, talk to people and it's, it's just be open and just approach it with a growth mindset because that way you will, you will be there. You know, like I'm pretty sure you have some kind of, some kind of um, view of how you want yourself to be in the future, um, you know, and it's not, it's not always, it doesn't have to be always like that. Yeah, you can still figure other things out and that's okay. And it's a fun time for youth um, because you get to learn a lot of things, but again, again and again, again and again, approach it with a growth mindset. Couldn't stress that any more enough, can you? <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> so how about you, Fabri? Uh, what are your opinions on youth and how does it shape who you are today? Um, I think I would give my thanks and gratitude to my friends and family, like you guys, you know, um, the people around me really changed me who I am today as a youth yeah um like um, a lot of my friends I I see them when I grew up with them um they were like you know they're just friends kids without dreams and kids without um yeah about like anything about no opinions at all I swear um and then when we start to grow up I see them becoming people you know like becoming people who has dreams um, becoming people who they are today and it's just so beautiful to see that because um, when we were you know younger we didn't have any dreams and um, like we didn't know who we wanted to be even now you know some of my friends I think are still kind of confused about that and I, and it's okay because you we're, we're still growing up we still have a lot of time to figure what our interests are what we want to be and how we want to contribute to our to the system right and you know and it's, and it's like really beautiful to see like some of my friends now like Faye um she's really like changing the world right now she's like she's like ah she's so awesome inspiring and, by the way very inspiring yeah and at the age of uh what is she now 18 18 she's already like landed herself position in like Forbes 30 under 30. Like that's crazy. Cause I grew up with her and I saw her like organization getting big and getting more popular, but also in that process of figuring out what you want to become, what your interests are and what you want to put your you know efforts in. 
um, also to remind yourself to be kind to yourself, right? Um, you know, you can't like, you know, some people are like, no, you have to be, you have to be a lawyer, you have to be a nurse or whatever. Like, of course, maybe, okay, you want to follow that. But you also have to be kind for yourself. You know, you have to really understand yourself and don't put a lot of pressure on that. Like, don't really, okay, you know, it's whatever. If you want to listen to them, like you want to be a lawyer or nurse or whatever, but take some small steps to really understand yourself, you know, like take a breather. That's what my friends always <laughs> tell me, to take a, take a breath, a deep breath and uh, you know recharge your battery so you could go out there again and put a hundred percent of your efforts rather than pushing yourself all the time but giving like 50 or 40 percent you know yeah that's the beauty of the youth nowadays we also take into account of our mental health and so and I also want to thank you guys um for like this podcast for like a platform for us to talk about our opinions our thoughts our perspectives right <laughs> couldn't have said that better <laughs> and i also want i also like the, the fact that you said that the people you grew up with became people because ah. that definition that term alone represents value yes because you know when when you call because the thing is when you call them like kids you know, people are like ah oh, who are these you know they're just kids but yeah, the fact that you said that they're people, uh, you know, really brings value in them, and that's I want to highlight that because you know, uh, for the audience listening to this podcast and for the young people also, you are important. You are the people who will help shape the society for decades and for a lifetime to come, and you deserve a shot in life, however form or however shape it may take, where there's a shot at, you know, uh, the cause that you will take and you will support, or where there's a shot at doing better for yourself in life, because as February said, you always have to be kind to yourself, and also approach everything with an open mindset. I cannot stress that enough, because change is good, and change is needed for our society to move forward, and you guys, young people listening to this podcast, are very, very vital, or play a vital role in doing so. With that, I would like to uh, thank you, everyone, uh, my co-hosts for uh, this podcast today. Um, it was great uh, doing this episode because we talked about a such fun, passionate, and very broad topic. And also, I would like to thank the audience uh, for listening to us because uh, you are what makes this podcast valuable and we hope that you learned something from us and with our perspectives and thoughts and opinions uh, you can also relate to us and hopefully you will um, continue to listen to us in the future and to close up I would like to say on behalf of Permias MSU uh, terima kasih, thank you so much, and hari sumpah pemuda. Selamat hari sumpah pemuda. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Selamat hari sumpah pemuda. Kasih, jangan patah semangat. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.